The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome back to the Arise to Success show. Our guest today is Maria Mabida, who's the founder of Elite Equilibrium, an international business consultancy firm. She's an exclusive leadership programs developer and facilitator, a business consultant and business mentor specialist, event strategist and public speaker. She became a CEO of an Australian community development organization internationally known by the age of 30. Mariam has fruitfully mentored businesses and individuals in the USA, Canada, Australia and the UK. It's an honor to have Mariam with us today. And just to remind you listeners, this is a pre-recorded show. So we're not able to take any calls, but please feel free to text or WhatsApp your thoughts about the show on 0779481822. Alternatively, you can comment on Facebook as well. So Mariam, lovely again having you with us um, and Jazakallah for being with us today. Uh, before the break, Mariam, we were talking about, you know, your organization, what you offer individuals. We're talking about fear of failure and how we can, and you provided, you know, amazing structures and how we can have um or overcome fear of failure and how we can embrace you know when failure comes up what we can do how we can embrace and how we can move forward we talked about as well um the different opportunities out there to help us grow and we just before the break we talked about networking and the power of networking and you mentioned as well not just for businesses even you know for individuals to go out mix with individual mix with others network talking you know, i remember going to somebody's wedding um, before and i was talking to her cousin and you know the ideas that she gave me for various things it was amazing so the opportunities sometimes that we get by just talking about what we do, uh, whether it is related to business or any, any form of, you know, um, things that we help the community with as well, is something really powerful to ne- powerful to network with others, because then it brings a lot of, you know, um, collaboration ideas and, and, and so many different advantages to that just one aspect of it. So anything else you want to add to it or we're ready to move to the next point? I think we're ready to move uh, to the next point. You've done such a beautiful summary of it, mashallah. Jazakallah khair. Right, so in terms of talking about, you know, um, for individuals to grow, reach their potential, we talked about the benefits of it. What happens if that, if we don't achieve that, if we don't achieve our potential, what happens? And what is the importance of that on us as individuals and the whole ummah as well? Because when we tell individuals, as mentioned earlier before the break, is that, we thrive you know we achieve so much we help ourselves to help the community i'm mm. wondering what happens if we don't reach our potential and that's some of the work that you do mashallah really nicely you help individuals to reach their potential what happens if this is still unlocked yeah okay so um i agree with the fact that uh your full potential might not be unlocked yet mm-hmm. but i would never say that someone would wouldn't reach their full potential so inshallah, mm-hmm. everyone will, as long as you're alive and breathing, you still have the opportunity to grow, to change, to develop, um, and to reach your full potential. Uh, mm-hmm. So for you to be aware of the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. So every individual is actually crucially needed in every society. Uh, mm-hmm. And there is a poet that was speaking that every human being is like, the silk thread on that Persian rug. So if one of them is missing, then it would be problematic. The design will be impacted. We actually, our society needs all of us to uh, take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and for us to also, by taking care of ourselves, be present and take care of others. Uh, So I want to tell everyone that is listening in today that you will, inshallah, reach your full potential and beyond. Uh, mm-hmm. So have that faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Work on your spirituality. Mm-hmm. So there is nothing that you can reach without the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So always put uh, Allah at the forefront of everything that you're doing. And the other element that I wanted to present, and uh, uh, I was talking about this on another radio show where mm-hmm. we spoke about women in Islam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their role 
in societal development in their time and with the, with the, the what did they bring sorry to society to their community uh to themselves as individuals to their homes uh so every person is a unit and is uh, a universe in a way uh, 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 themselves and then they're bringing something to their family unit whether they're married or not you're part of a family unit and then after that you're 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 um you know building something within that and outside of that which is your community mm. so you're participating in that with your children with your businesses uh with your career with your education uh etc so reaching your full potential in in a way is just a, a continuous journey so when i say reaching your f uh, full potential and beyond there's there isn't one day that you'll okay that's it i've i've reached it mm. once you you reach that level of excellence there is a new one so there is no perfection obviously so and we don't strive uh, or thrive in perfection but we thrive in personal development, acknowledging the fact that there's always a side of you that can improve. There's always a side of you that can, be, that can become more and more beautiful. Mm. And purifying things is definitely through spirituality. So mm. um, I always encourage clients that, that I work with to work on their inner beauty, on their inner self, uh, in developing their character, their intentions, uh, and their personal growth, and that will inevitably show in their businesses. That will, without doubt, show in their career path. So every individual it has their own special and unique journey. But if you do not work on your inner light, you will you will not be able to enlighten what's in front of you. So that's definitely something that is necessary. So it's not about being cutthroat. It's not about being. Uh, you know, taking somebody else's framework, we have a beautiful framework, an Islamic framework that shows us how we can do things with, with mercy, with ihsan, with firmness, with justice, all of those beautiful principles that we have within our uh, tradition. Absolutely love that. And I love the inner work that you talked about because that does wonders, the inner work that we do. And just to point out that this is not being selfish. Because yes. some individuals, yes, some individuals find it difficult to do that because they think that, oh, I better give that time to my spouse, for example, my children, my loved ones, and so on. With inner work, the more we do the inner work, the more we can be there for others. It all starts with the inner work. And as you said it there really well, you show more in your career to others and so on. So that inner work is very important. And, you know, I'm talking about my experience and I also talk about, you know, for my professional um, work that I do as, as a counsellor as well, is that inner work and looking after yourself and taking, you know, care of that inner self does a lot of favours for you and for others. We become more present in what we do. You know, those who have very busy lives and I've gone that through my through it myself is that, you know, like even when we stand up to pray, our mind wonders, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Because that's the only time we kind of go in a, I wouldn't say silent silence, but we kind of just, you know, silent everything else so that when we stand up to pray, but what happens is that the shaitan comes and brings us everything else that we need to do. But working on the inner self helps you to even stand up for the prayer and be more present to your Lord Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. So that inner work and inner self-work is amazing. And this is my recommendation to others is that if you feel that, you know, there is something that you can offer yourself, there are so many things, you know, if we've gone through traumas or difficulties or whatever we've gone through, there are so many people that you can are there to help, therapists, you know, um, professionals. So please do seek out um, such services and do seek out the, the help that is provided because not only are you are doing yourself a favour, but you're doing a favour to everyone around you as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And there is a saying in Arabic, it says, فَاقِدُ الشَّيْءِ لَا uh, so the definition would be someone who's lost something or someone who doesn't own a certain thing cannot give it. Yeah. So if you, you're you not holding true empathy for yourself and mercy for yourself and your soul, your hukuk, your rights and responsibilities towards yourself, you cannot give that yeah. to your loved ones around you or your clients uh, or your patients, depending on your area of work. Um, so you owe that to everyone else. And when we're talking about inner work, a lot of people are scared. Oh, I don't have the time. Mm -hmm. It's not about having the time. It's about making the time. Yeah. And that time can be uh, 
10 minutes, 15 minutes of uh, dhikr every morning or in the middle of the day, or like you said, working on your salat or investing you know, in a counselor or therapy, working through some stresses that you're managing. And we live, alhamdulillah, finally. And I do believe that this is going back to our true rooted traditions of self-care, where we're coming into an era where uh, there is no shame around uh, seeking a counsel or, um, you know, talking about therapy or, uh, you know, even having openly talking about having a coach or a, a life coach or a mentor or a consult, uh, you know, a, a life consultant, etc. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's gold. So invest in yourself and remove that guilt, especially women will have uh, a lot of guilt in terms of financially investing in themselves. Even mm -hmm. when mothers come to buy clothes, she's going to prioritize her child uh, or her sibling or whatever it is before investing in themselves. Um, mm -hmm. And men will actually face those challenges in terms of like admitting the fact that they do need that help mm -hmm. or openly talking about their stresses and their emotions and life challenges. But it's completely, and I want to remind uh, our listeners today that it is completely fine. Open up, find your trusted individuals in whom you can open up to yeah absolutely absolutely and what you said about you know for example mothers they prioritize everyone else by themselves it could be that one little thing that can make a huge difference in life buying yourself you know something new because when you wear it you feel good about yourself and when you feel good about yourself you feel happy and you're able to provide that happiness to others and as you as you mentioned you know if you don't have something you cannot provide it to others absolutely so, we don't have that inner work we don't have that happiness we can't provide that happiness to others so it's not being selfish it's about actually taking care of those around you if that's if you struggle to take care of you know to take care of yourself or to, to do the inner work think of it as more of you doing a favor to others as well and you we mentioned about making the time you know i i was this, and in fact i'm taking a course by sheikh Mikhail smith and i love the way he talks about psychology from an islamic perspective and how he, um, there was one of the um, theories, I can't remember the um, the person who developed that theory, but basically he said it's like a, a circle. You put yourself in the center and then you put a circle around it and that's basically your closed ones. And then the circle around it is more like distant ones. And then the, the biggest circle is more about social media and other people you don't know. And what he said we do is that when we invest the time on the outer circle, where people that we don't know very well, like social media and the unknown individuals, we have less time for the inner circle. Mm -hmm. So the time is there, it's about how we prioritize that time. Are we investing that time in the inner circle, those are loved ones, the close ones, and this one in the center is yourself, right? And therefore, the more you invest around this time, and this time should have the biggest percentage, the, the center and the close ones. And then the percentage should reduce as you go out, so outside the circle. So it's about investing your time. The time is there is about dividing it in the right way. And that reflects on, you know, how much, you know, you feel great about yourself and others as well. So it's all about prioritizing, as we talked about earlier as well. Um, and you also mentioned, Miriam, about Muslim female figures and the great work that they do. Do you have an example? Because I love working, you know, talking about this, you know, Muslim female figures and the amazing work that they did. And of course, males as well. But I feel like there is lack of, you know, or we don't talk much about the Muslim figures, uh, female Muslim figures and how they contributed to the Muslim community as well. Um, because, you know, uh, I, I, I was always taught when I was younger that the mother is the, um, is it the father or the woman? I think it's the mother is the half of the society. Yeah. And being a half of the society, you need to be part of that society in order for us to form that society correctly. So um, if you can share with us an example, if you have any, I hope I'm not putting you in the spot there, but I'm sure, I'm hoping, inshallah, you do have some examples of some. I do, I do. And I'm, I'm just actually looking at uh, my notes. I'm Go sorry. for it. Look at it until yeah. I remind the listeners of, of who um, we have today with us, which is, you know, Mariam, and we are, alhamdulillah, it's an honor to have her with us on the show, who is the founder of Elite Equilibrium, which is an international business consultancy firm. She's an exclusive leadership programs developer and facilitator, a business consultant and business 
mentor specialist, event strategist, and public speaker. And just to remind our dear listeners that today's show is pre-recorded, so we will not be able to take any calls or questions or comments at the moment, but please feel free to text those uh, or your thoughts about the show at 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook as well. Um, so back to yourself, Mariam. Do we have an example that we can share with yeah, you? Yeah, I do. I do. So, uh, uh, you know, what I had in mind was, uh, and it was actually a topic uh, I, I did a... Uh, I did a presentation, uh, mm -hmm. a lecture uh, on this recently. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's why I have the, the notes in front of me. So it's women from history. Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, and it, the lecture was around like eight women in history that uh, we don't necessarily speak enough about. And one of them here that uh, I will bring up today, I'll give two examples, one from history and one from uh, nowadays. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, women that inspire me so much so this uh woman her name is shajara tuddor um so you know we we often hear uh, i'll backtrack a little bit we often hear about you know sayyida khadija and she's an amazing beautiful businesswoman mother spouse uh community leader we know about uh, you know aisha radiyallahu anha asma radiyallahu anha sumayya radiyallahu anha and these 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 names are you know we're quite uh, familiar with fatima zahra obviously you know uh, mm -hmm. one of the four women of jannah and uh, the one who will lead us on sirat al-mustaqim all women uh, mm -hmm. you know so these are amazing great women that we cannot forget uh, mm -hmm. and there are more and one of them is shajarat al-dur so she's not necessarily she didn't live in the time of the prophet والسلام, so she's someone that came after uh, so she's actually a woman from the 13th uh, century and her story is so 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 inspiring and you know she actually became her life well uh, you know at some point she, she was born as a free woman but she ended up becoming a slave but then after becoming a slave she actually ended up uh, uh, taking the reign of an entire country and she was a leader and she was uh, a, a military militant and she was leading wars at that point and she was a trusted uh, advisor uh, to government so mm -hmm. she went through so many phases and before even becoming a ruler she was actually a, a, a business consultant and this is how she started her work in terms of uh, business development at that time of trade. So that was the main uh, business at that point. And uh, she become, you know, a, a trusted confidant uh, for government uh, advisors and uh, so on and so forth. But these women don't necessarily hear about them uh, uh, that much. However, they had great and immense influence on the place of women within Muslim societies. So mm -hmm. different cultures, different uh, worlds. And if you go from one uh, country, one continent to another, different women had different places in society. Yeah. Where obviously the place of a woman as a homemaker, um, as, you know, a builder of future societies is so necessary however the role of women uh, was not limited to that and i was having a conversation with my mom the other day where uh, there is pre-colonization muslim women and post-colonization muslim women where we have inherited uh, traditions that have nothing to do with islam uh, limitations that were put on the muslim women that have nothing to do with Islam. So we have to be acutely aware of uh, those inherited practices and go back to um, our roots. So it's I'm very passionate about that. Beautiful. I remember hearing that name, but I couldn't remember the story. So thank you for refreshing my mind about it. It's a beautiful story, mashallah. And you had another one as well? Yes, so from nowadays is a completely different story. So her her name is uh, Sister Sara Sabah. So she's uh, one of my teachers and a woman that, uh, you know, uh, I look up to on every level in terms of um, who she is as a spiritual leader, as an Islamic studies teacher, as a mother, as a friend, as a homemaker, as a community leader. So Sister Sara Sabah, she's actually the founder um, and spiritual leader of uh, Benevolence Australia. 
So mm -hmm. I've uh, learned so much from her. She was my spiritual mentor, my business mentor, my uh, career path advisor, uh, mm -hmm. so many things. And she's actually brought women together. She's from Australia. And uh, over 15 years ago now, she, she's been doing like community work for over 30 years now. But about over 15 years ago, she's brought a, a group of women together. They went, went on a retreat and I, they put together the concept and the idea and they founded Benevolence Australia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I give my inspiration to her also for elite equilibrium in terms of like creating an organization that has nothing to do with one individual alone, but rather a group of people that have different things to offer together. So putting that together and serving the community with Ihsan, uh, and we all have strength, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, mm -hmm. So coming together as a group of people is just bringing all of those strengths together and putting something forward to the community. So she is truly such an inspiration. She also taught on Rehla a couple of times uh, mm -hmm. in Indonesia and um, in Turkey, I think. Mm -hmm. One of those years, uh, she's truly such an inspiration. And um, so I, I encourage you to look up the organization and the teacher and mm -hmm. she's quite low-key uh, mm -hmm. however uh, find her and uh, she's uh, quite a, a powerful uh, influence a positive amazing. powerful influence on, on amazing on I need to have her on my radio show <laughs> well I'll see if she's available inshallah inshallah you know because this show is all about you know inspiring other Muslims who you know those inspiring stories inshallah and I'm already inspired I would love to have her inshallah so I will talk offline about that inshallah but it's inshallah. like an amazing yeah amazing figures that you've just shared and as you said somebody from um, previous time and somebody from the current time as well and we're approaching the end of the show so perhaps if we uh, if you can just tell us about where our dear listeners if they would like to find you and, and get to know more about the work that you do and you know getting even more inspired by mashallah your amazing work where can they find you um well there is the website so www.eliteequilibrium.com so elite is written in the roman way so there's no e at the end Mm. Um, uh, on IG as well so elite.equilibrium uh, mm. they can find me there and be in touch with me uh, the people can book a free uh, consultancy session as well if they just want to see if this is for them, if there's a connection, if I can see if there's a connection, if I can uh, truly uh, be of support for you uh, I was offering the uh, Elevate, I just finished a three day webinar on, habit mass on a habit mastery initiative uh, mm -hmm. So there's a three-day uh, webinar and then a 40-day uh, habit tracking uh, initiative. So that's still actually open for registration. So you can look that up and see if it's actually something for you and that uh, can be uh, beneficial for you. So these are the main two ways of staying in touch with me. That has been great. And um, although we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, fear of failure as well, just kind of like a last comment, if somebody can take an action today to overcome failure, what would that be? Make dua. So, uh, you know, uh, part of Wird al-Latif, uh, you know, a very um, established word that people read every day in the morning and in the evening. There are dua to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not make us part of the uh, fearful ones uh, to not be you know a coward to not be someone who functions uh, uh based on fear but all, uh, rather function based on trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i think people forget the power of dua that it's actually your best ammunition in life if you bring allah once again part of your forefront uh, uh, you know, put Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your forefront in every step that you take, you will have falah and you will have success, inshallah. Mm -hmm. So that's my main advice. It's truly ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not put your limiting beliefs onto him. And that's a mistake that people do. You can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything in life. And I was talking about it during the webinar yesterday in terms of habit creation, and creating positive, leaving bad habits and creating bad, sustaining uh, good habits in your life. Mm. And people tend to forget that, okay, if I, uh, people limit themselves, I make dua and then it might not be accepted. If it's not accepted in this life, you will have it in the eternal life. Stop looking at this life as 
the eternal life. This is just a passage. You want to make it as comfortable, as beautiful, as successful as possible. We come from a tradition of thriving for excellence. Yes, live your life today as if you will live life forever. However, also live your life today as if it will end tomorrow. So invest in your life, invest in yourself today, in your people around you, and choose your circle wisely. And this will pay off in the, in the hereafter as well. I love it. As you were talking, I remembered uh, this statement, and I was trying to think who said that. And I think it was when the Prophet and uh, Abu Bakr in the cave and Quraysh were just outside the cave. And he, you know, Abu Bakr was had fear. It's like, you know, he began to catch us. And the Prophet said, Do not worry, Allah is with us. So that just came to my mind as you were talking. So Jazakallah for that. And, you know, it has reached the end of the show. So Jazakallah khair, Marina. Oh, thank been- you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. It has been a great pleasure to have you with us today and the amazing things that you've shared. So thank you very much. And thanks to all our dear listeners for being with us today. And I hope that you have enjoyed and benefited from this show as much as I did, inshallah. Please do stay tuned to future shows as well. Um, this show pl- this show takes place every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. And next week's guest is the owner and designer of a British skirt boutique called Shaheen Salim. She will be sharing with us her story behind the launch of good modest skirts for all women, besides talking about the challenges and successes that her business has taught her. So please do stay tuned. And jazakum um, khair to everybody. Thank you very much. And inshallah, we'll see you next week. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. everyone welcome back to the arise to success show our guest today is maria mabida who's the founder of elite equilibrium an international business consultancy firm she's an exclusive leadership programs developer and facilitator a business consultant and business mentor specialist event strategist and public speaker she became a ceo of an australian community development organization internationally known by the age of 30. Mariam has fruitfully mentored businesses and individuals in the USA, Canada, Australia, and the UK. It's an honor to have Mariam with us today. And just to remind you listeners, this is a pre-recorded show, so we're not able to take any calls, but please feel free to text or WhatsApp your thoughts about the show on 0779481822. Alternatively, you can comment on Facebook as well. So Mariam, lovely again having you with us um, and Jazakallah for being with us today. Uh, before the break, Mariam, we're talking about you know, your organization, what you offer individuals. We're talking about fear of failure and how we can, and you provided you know, amazing strategies and how we can have um or overcome fear of failure and how we can embrace you know when failure comes up what we can do how we can embrace and how we can move forward we talked about as well um the different opportunities out there to help us grow and we just before the break we talked about networking and the power of networking and you mentioned as well not just for businesses even you know for individuals to go out mix with individual mix with others network talking i remember going to somebody's wedding um before and i was talking to her cousin and you know the ideas that she gave me for various things it was amazing so the opportunities sometimes that we get by just talking about what we do, uh, whether it is related to business or any, any form of, you know, um, things that we help the community with as well, is something really powerful to ne- powerful to network with others, because then it brings a lot of, you know, um, collaboration ideas and, and, and so many different advantages to that, just one aspect of it. So anything else you want to add to it or we're ready to move to the next point? I think we're ready to move uh, to the next point. You've done such a beautiful summary of it, mashallah. Jazakallah khair. Right, so in terms of talking about, you know, um, for individuals to grow, reach their potential, we talked about the benefits of it. What happens if that, if we don't achieve that, if we don't achieve our potential, what happens and what is the importance of that on us as individuals and the whole ummah as well? Because when we reach our individual, as mentioned earlier before the break, is that, we thrive, you know, we achieve so much, we help ourselves, we help the community. I'm wondering what happens if we don't reach our potential. And that's some of the work that you do, inshallah, really nicely, you help individuals to reach their potential. What happens if this is still unlocked? Yeah, okay, so um, I agree with the fact that uh, your full potential might not be unlocked yet, uh, 
-hmm. but I would never say that someone would wouldn't reach their full potential. So inshallah, mm -hmm. everyone will, as long as you're alive and breathing, you still have the opportunity to grow, to change, to develop, um, and to reach your full potential. Uh, mm -hmm. So for you to be aware of the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. So every individual is actually crucially needed in every society. Uh, mm -hmm. And there was a poet that was speaking that every human being is like the silk thread on that Persian rug. So if one of them is missing, then it would be problematic. The design will be impacted. Wow. So we actually, our society needs all of us to... Uh, take care of ourselves mm -hmm. and for us to also by taking care of ourselves be present and take care of others uh, so I want to tell everyone that is listening in today that you will inshallah reach your full potential and beyond uh, mm -hmm. so have that faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala work on your spirituality Mm -hmm. So there is nothing that you can reach without the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So always put uh, Allah at the forefront of everything that you're doing. And the other element that I wanted to present, and uh, uh, I was talking about this on another radio show where we mm -hmm. spoke about women in Islam mm -hmm. uh, and their role in societal development in their time and with the, with the, the what did they bring sorry to society to their community uh to themselves as individuals to their homes uh so every person is a unit and is uh, a universe in a way uh, uh, themselves and then they're bringing something to their family unit whether they're married or not you're part of a family unit and then after that you're 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 um you know building something within that and outside of that which is your community mm. so you're participating in that with your children with your businesses uh with your career with your education uh etc so reaching your full potential in in a way is just a, a continuous journey so when i say reaching your f uh, full potential and beyond there's there isn't one day that you'll okay that's it i've i've reached it Mm. once you you reach that level of excellence there is a new one so there is no perfection obviously so and we don't strive uh, or thrive in perfection but we thrive in personal development acknowledging the fact that there's always a side of you that can improve there's always a side of you that can be that can become more and more beautiful mm. and purifying things is definitely through spirituality so mm. um I always encourage clients that, that I work with to work on their inner beauty, on their inner self, uh, in developing their character, their intentions, uh, and their personal growth. And that will inevitably show in their businesses. That will, without doubt, show in their career path. So every individual it has their own special and unique journey. But if you do not work on your inner light, you will, you will not be able to enlighten what's in front of you. So that's definitely something that is necessary. So it's not about being cutthroat. It's not about being, uh, you know, taking somebody else's framework. We have a beautiful framework, an Islamic framework that shows us how we can do things with, with mercy, with ihsan, with firmness, with justice, all of those beautiful principles that we have within our uh, tradition. Absolutely yeah. love that. And I love the inner work that you talked about because that does wonders, the inner work that we do. And just to point out that this is not being selfish because yes. some individuals, yes, some individuals find it difficult to do that because they think that, oh, I better give that time to my spouse, for example, my children, my loved ones, and so on. With inner work, the more we do the inner work, the more we can be there for others all starts with the inner work and as you said it there really well you show more in your career to others and so on so that inner work is very important and you know i'm talking about my experience and i also talk about you know for my professional um, work that i do as, as a counselor as well is that inner work and looking after yourself and taking you know care of that inner self does a lot of favors for you and for others we become more present in what we do you know, those who have very busy lives and I've gone that through my through it myself is that, you know, like even when we stand up to pray, our mind wonders, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Because that's the only time we kind of 
go in a I wouldn't say silence silence but we kind of just you know silent everything else so that when we stand up to pray but what happens is that the shaitan comes and brings us everything else that we need to do but working on the inner self helps you to even stand up for the prayer and be more present to your Lord absolutely. as well absolutely so that inner work and inner self-work is amazing and this is my recommendation to others is that if you feel that you know there is something that you can offer yourself there are so many things, you know, if we've gone through traumas or difficulties, whatever we've gone through, there are so many people that you can are there to help therapists, you know, um, professionals. So please do seek out um, such services and do seek out the, the help that is provided because not only you're doing yourself a favor, but you're doing a favor to everyone around you as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there is a saying in Arabic, it says, فَاقِدُ الشَّيْءِ لَا يُعْطِيهِ uh, so the definition would be someone who's lost something or someone who doesn't own a certain thing cannot give it. Yeah. So if you, you're not holding true empathy for yourself and mercy for yourself and your soul, your hukuk, your rights and responsibilities yeah. towards yourself, you cannot give that yeah. to your loved ones around you or your clients uh, or your patients, depending on your area of work. Yeah. Um, so you owe that to everyone else. And when we're talking about inner work, a lot of people are scared. Oh, I don't have the time. Mm -hmm. It's not about having the time. It's about making the time. Yeah. And that time can be uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of uh, dhikr every morning or in the middle of the day. Or like you said, working on your salat or investing you know, in a counselor or therapy, working through some stresses that you're managing. And we live, alhamdulillah, finally. And I do believe that this is going back to our true rooted traditions of self-care, where we're coming into an era where uh, there is no shame around uh, seeking a counsel or, um, you know, talking about therapy or, uh, you know, even having openly talking about having a coach or a, a life coach or a mentor or a consult, uh, you know, a, a life consultant, etc. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's gold. So invest in yourself and remove that guilt. Especially women will have uh, a lot of guilt in terms of financially investing in themselves. Even mm -hmm. when mothers come to buy clothes, she's going to prioritize her child. Uh, or her sibling or whatever it is before investing in themselves. Um, mm -hmm. And men will actually face those challenges in terms of like admitting the fact that they do need that help mm -hmm. or openly talking about their stresses and their emotions and life challenges. But it's completely, and I want to remind uh, our listeners today that it is completely fine. Open up, find your trusted individuals in whom you can open up to yeah absolutely absolutely and what you said about you know for example mothers they prioritize everyone else by themselves it could be that one little thing that can make a huge difference in life buying yourself you know something new because when you wear it you feel good about yourself and when you feel good about yourself you feel happy and you're able to provide that happiness to others and as you as you mentioned you know if you don't have something you cannot provide it to others absolutely so, we don't have that inner work we don't have that happiness we can't provide that happiness to others so it's not being selfish it's about actually taking care of those around you if that's if you struggle to take care of you know to take care of yourself or to do the inner work think of it as more of you doing a favor to others as well and you we mentioned about making the time you know i i was and in fact i'm taking a course by sheikh Mikhail smith and i love the way he talks about psychology from an islamic perspective and how he, um, there was one of the um, theories, I can't remember the um, the person who developed that theory, but basically he said it's like a, a circle. You put yourself in the center and then you put a circle around it and that's basically your closed ones. And then the circle around it is more like distant ones. And then the, the biggest circle is more about social media and other people you don't know. And what he said we do is that when we invest the time on the outer circle, are people that we don't know very well like social media and the unknown individuals we have less time for the inner circle mm -hmm. so the time is there is about how we prioritize that time are we investing that time in the inner circle those are loved ones the close ones and this one in the center is yourself right and therefore the more you invest around this time and this time should have the biggest percentage the the center and the close ones and then the percentage should reduce as you go out so outside the circle so it's about 
investing your time. The time is there as but dividing it in the right way. And that reflects on, you know, how much, you know, you feel great about yourself and others as well. So it's all about prioritizing, as we talked about earlier as well. Um, and you also mentioned, Mariam, about Muslim female figures and the great work that they do. Do you have an example? Because I love working, you know, talking about this, you know, Muslim female figures and the amazing work that they did. And of course, males as well. But I feel like there is lack of, you know, or we don't talk much about the Muslim figures, uh, female Muslim figures and how they contributed to the Muslim community as well. Um, because, you know, uh, I, I, I was always taught when I was younger that the mother is the, um, is it the mother or the woman? I think it's the mother is the half of the society. Yeah. And being a half of the society, you need to be part of that society in order for us to form that society correctly. So um, if you can share with us an example, if you have any, I hope I'm not putting you in the spot there, but I'm sure, I'm hoping, inshallah, you do have some examples of some. I do, I do. And I'm, I'm just actually looking at uh, my notes. I'm Go for it. Look at it until yeah. I remind the listeners of, of who um, we have today with us, which is, you know, Mariam, and we are, alhamdulillah, it's an honor to have her with us on the show, who is the founder of Elite Equilibrium, which is an international business consultancy firm. She's an exclusive leadership programs developer and facilitator, a business consultant and business mentor specialist, event strategist and public speaker. And just to remind our dear listeners that today's show is pre-recorded, so we will not be able to take any calls or questions or comments at the moment, but please feel free to text those uh, or your thoughts about the show on 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook as well. Um, so back to yourself, Miriam. Do we have an example that we can share with yeah, you? Yeah, I do, I do. So, uh, uh, you know, what I had in mind was, uh, and it was actually a topic uh, I, I did a... Uh, I did a presentation, uh, mm -hmm. a lecture uh, uh, on this recently. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's why I have the, the notes in front of me. So it's women from history. Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, and it, the lecture was around like eight women in mm -hmm. history that uh, we don't necessarily speak enough about. And one of them here that uh, I will bring up today. I'll give two examples, one from history and one from uh, right. nowadays. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, women that inspire me so much. So this uh, woman, her name is Shajara Tuddor. Um, so, you know, we we often hear, uh, I'll backtrack a little bit. We often hear about, you know, Sayyida Khadija radiyallahu anha, and she is an amazing, beautiful businesswoman, mother, spouse, uh, community leader. We know about, uh, you know, Aisha radiyallahu anha, Asma radiyallahu anha, Sumeya radiyallahu anha. And these, na these, these names are, you know, we're quite uh, familiar with Fatima Zahra, obviously, you know, uh, mm -hmm. one of the four women of Jannah and uh, the one who will lead us on Sirat al-Mustaqim, all women. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, so these are amazing, great women that we cannot forget. Uh, mm -hmm. And there are more. And one of them is Shajarat al-Durr. So mm -hmm. she's not necessarily, she didn't live in the time of the Prophet wasalam, So she's someone that came after. Uh, mm -hmm. So she's actually a woman from the 13th uh, century. Mm -hmm. And her story is so, so, so inspiring. And, you know, she actually became her life. Well, uh, you know, at some point she, she was born as a free woman, but she ended up becoming a slave. But then after becoming a slave, she actually ended up, uh, uh, taking the reign of an entire country and she was a leader and she was uh, a, a military militant and she was leading wars at that point and she was a trusted uh, advisor uh, to government so mm -hmm. she went through so many phases and before even becoming a ruler she was actually a, a, a business consultant and this is how she started her work in terms of uh, business development at that time of trade. So that mm -hmm. was the main uh, business at that point. And uh, she become, you know, a, a trusted confidant uh, for government uh, advisors and uh, so on and so forth. But these women don't necessarily hear about them uh, uh, that much. However, they had great and immense influence on the place of women within Muslim societies. So mm -hmm. different cultures, different uh, worlds. And if you go from one uh, country, one continent to another, different women had different places in society. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. where obviously the place of a woman as a homemaker, um, as you know, a builder of future societies mm. is so necessary. However, the role of women uh, was not limited to that. And I was having a conversation with my mom the other day where uh, there is pre-colonization Muslim women mm. and post-colonization Muslim women where we have inherited uh, traditions that have nothing to do with Islam, mm. uh, limitations that were put on the Muslim women that have nothing to do with Islam. So we have to be acutely aware of uh, those inherited practices and go back to um, our roots. So it's I'm very passionate about that. Beautiful. for sharing this. I remember hearing the name, but I couldn't remember the story. So thank you for refreshing my mind about it. It's a beautiful story, mashallah. And you had another one as well? Yes. So from nowadays is a completely different story. So her her name is uh, Sister Sara Sabah. So she's uh, one of my teachers and a woman that, uh, you know, uh, I look up to on every level in terms of um, who she is as a spiritual leader, as an Islamic studies teacher, as a mother, as a friend, as a homemaker, as a community leader. So Sister Sara Sabah, she's actually the founder um, and spiritual leader of uh, Benevolence Australia. So mm -hmm. I've uh, learned so much from her. She was my spiritual mentor, my business mentor, my uh, career path advisor, uh, mm -hmm. so many things. And she's actually brought women together. She's from Australia. And uh, over 15 years ago now, she, she's been doing like community work for over 30 years now. But about over 15 years ago, she's brought a, a group of women together. They went, went on a retreat and I, they put together the concept and the idea and they founded Benevolence Australia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I give my inspiration to her also for elite equilibrium in terms of like creating an organization that has nothing to do with one individual alone, but rather a group of people that have different things to offer together. So putting that together and serving the community with Ihsan uh, and we all have strength, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, so coming together as a group of people is just bringing all of those strengths together and putting something forward to the community. So she is truly such an inspiration. She also taught on Rehla a couple of times uh, in Indonesia and um, in Turkey, I think. One of those years, uh, she's truly such an inspiration. And um, so I, I encourage you to look up the organization and the teacher and she's quite low-key uh, mm -hmm. however uh, find her and uh, she's uh, quite a, a powerful uh, influence a positive amazing. powerful influence on, on amazing on I need to have her on my radio show <laughs> well I'll see if she's available inshallah inshallah you know because this show is all about you know inspiring other Muslims who you know those inspiring stories inshallah and I'm already inspired I would love to have her inshallah so I will talk offline about that inshallah but it's like amazing yeah amazing figures that you've just shared and as you said somebody from um, previous time and somebody from the current time as well and we are approaching the end of the show so perhaps if we uh, if you can just tell us about where our dear listeners if they would like to find you and, and get to know more about the work that you do and you know getting even more inspired by mashallah your amazing work where can they find you um well there is the website so www.eliteequilibrium.com so elite is written in the roman way so there's no e at the end mm. um uh, on ig as well so elite.equilibrium uh, they can find me there and be in touch with me uh, uh people can book a free uh, consultancy session as well if they just want to see if this is for them, if there's a connection, if I can see if there's a connection, if I can uh, truly uh, be of support for you. Uh, I was offering the uh, Elevate. I just finished a three-day webinar on habit mass on a habit mastery initiative. Uh, mm -hmm. So there is a three-day uh, webinar and then a 40-day uh, habit tracking uh, initiative. So that's still actually open for registration. So you can look that up and see if it's actually something for you and that uh, can be uh, beneficial for you. So these are the main two ways of staying in touch with me. That has been great. And um, although we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, fear of failure as well, just kind of like a last comment, if somebody can take an action today to overcome failure, what would that be? 
make dua. So, uh, you know, uh, part of Wird al-Latif, uh, you know, a very um, established word that people read every day in the morning and in the evening. There are dua to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not make us part of the uh, fearful ones, uh, to not be, you know, a coward, to not be someone who functions uh, uh, based on fear, but all, uh, rather function based on trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think people forget the power of dua, that it's actually your best ammunition in life. If you bring Allah, once again, part of your forefront, uh, uh, you know, put Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your forefront in every step that you take, you will have falah and you will have success, inshallah. So that's my main advice. It's truly ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not put your limiting beliefs onto him. And that's a mistake that people do. You can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything in life. And I was talking about it during the webinar yesterday in terms of habit creation and creating positive, leaving bad habits and creating bad, sustaining uh, good habits in your life. Mm. And People tend to forget that, okay, if I, uh, people limit themselves, I make dua and then it might not be accepted. If it's not accepted in this life, you will have it in the eternal life. Stop looking at this life as the eternal life. This is just a passage. You want to make it as comfortable, as beautiful, as successful as possible. We come from a tradition of thriving for excellence. Yes, live your life today as if you will live life forever. However, also live your life today as if it will end tomorrow. So invest in your life, invest in yourself today, in your people around you, and choose your circle wisely. And this will pay off in the, in the hereafter as well. I love Inshallah. it. And as you were talking, I remembered uh, this statement, La in Allah ma'ana. And I was trying to think who said that. And I think it was when the Prophet and uh, Abu Bakr in the cave and Quraysh were just outside the cave. And he, you know, Abu Bakr was had fear. It's like, you know, he began to catch us. And the Prophet said, La in Allah ma'ana. Do not worry, Allah is with us. So that just came to my mind as you were talking. So Jazakallah khair for that. And, you know, it has reached the end of the show. So Jazakallah khair, Mariam. Oh, thank been you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. It has been a great pleasure to have you with us today and the amazing things that you've shared. So thank you very much. And thanks to all our dear listeners for being with us today. And I hope that you have enjoyed and benefited from this show as much as I did, inshallah. Please do stay tuned to future shows as well. Um, this show this show takes place every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. And next week's guest is the owner and designer of a British skirt boutique called Shaheen Salim. She will be sharing with us her story behind the launch of good modest skirts for all women, besides talking about the challenges and successes that her business has taught her. So please do stay tuned and jazakum um, khair to everybody. Thank you very much and inshallah, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.